I am the village. I'm part of the village. I am the village. I am the village. I'm a part of the village. I'm in this village. We are the village. I am the village. I am part of this village. I'm part of the village. We are all part of the village. It takes a village to raise a child. We are the village. A place for teen moms of all ages to receive the knowledge and tools to parent consciously, heal wholly, break generational curses, and be the best mom they can be. Welcome to the village. I'm your host, Remington Steele. Welcome back to We Are The Village Teen Moms. I am so glad to see you have joined us today. Let me start off by apologizing for being gone so long. I was not feeling well and I had to take some time to myself, but I am back to be with you guys. So welcome back. I want to I just want to check in since I've been gone so long. How how are you guys doing? How was your week? How was last week? What changes have you seen in yourself? Go on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, we are the Village Team Moms, and let us know, how are you doing? I'm I'm curious to know. Also, congratulate yourselves on your week's accomplishments. I would like to be the first to congratulate you on any and all accomplishments that you have achieved, any goals you set for yourself and conquered. Congratulations. I am excited for you. Today, I want to do a different form of meditation. This week, we will do body scan meditation. I will mention a part of your body and while you're breathing, I want you to take your attention to the spot in your body I mentioned. The guided meditation always starts with the breath. Remember to take a deep breath in, filling your belly with oxygen. If you feel your chest become full or you feel like you're growing taller in height, you are not getting a full breath. When you breathe, breathe with your diaphragm. This is the correct way to breathe and will reduce stress much faster while giving your body and brain the required amount of oxygen to keep your body active. Before we get started, I want you to get comfortable in a chair or preferably lying down. Then I want you to start tuning into your body completely and deeply. I don't want you to change anything going on in your body. Just notice it and let it be. Let's get started understanding our bodies better. Take a deep breath in through your nose and pause. Slightly open your mouth and begin to push the full breath out. Take a deep breath in. Pause. Then push the full breath out using your belly to push the oxygen all the way out so that whatever space was once occupied is gone. Deep breath in. 
pulse and push it out. Keep that rhythm. Do not rush your breath. Remember that when you breathe, it sends a message to your body that you are safe. The slower you breathe, the safer your body thinks it is. On the next inhale, pause and notice how you feel in your head and face. Then exhale out any tension, brain fog or clutter. Breathe in and notice your neck and shoulders. Are they tight, relaxed or slouched? Release it with the breath. Keep breathing. Notice your chest, abdominal, your hips, and your waist. Keep breathing. Notice your lower back. your full legs and your feet. Keep breathing. Push out any remaining tension with each exhale. Continue to scan your body at your own pace for three final cleansing breaths and release any tension that you're holding in your body. On your final breath, I want you to notice if you feel any lighter. Welcome back to the village. I am so excited that we are back together again. So I got some feedback from previous episodes and I was asked to explain a few things. So we will be going over meditation and the importance of meditation on Again, on the previous episode, I was asked, what is the importance of meditation? Why does it matter to you, the listener? Why do I suggest you take a mindful minute each day? Let's start by understanding what meditation is. Meditation is a practice where you use tools such as mindfulness or focusing the mind on a particular object, thought, or activity to train attention and awareness to achieve a mentally clear, emotionally calm, and stable state of being. Meditation can give you a sense of calmness, peace, and balance. 
in any situation. This can benefit both your emotional well-being and your overall health. These benefits don't end once you stop meditating. Meditation can help carry you more calmly through your day and may help you manage symptoms of certain medical conditions. It helps reduce stress, control anxiety. It promotes emotional health and supports physical health. It enhances self-awareness. It lengthens your attention span, increases productivity. It can help with age-related memory loss. It can generate kindness. It can help fight addictions improve sleep, help control pain, and can decrease blood pressure. So that helps with a great deal of things. And you can do meditation anywhere. The different forms of meditation that I'll share with you today are guided meditations. That is what we do at the beginning of the podcast where someone is instructing you through the meditation. You can find guided meditations pretty much anywhere. Deepak Chopra has a very good app that is associated with Oprah and a lot of other like-minded people. YouTube, YouTube University, you know, has everything you need. So you can find guided meditations of all forms on there. And Audible, if you have Audible, I know there's a lot of free meta guided meditations that they offer on Audible for you to get as well. Calming meditations. Calming meditations can help with anxiety and trauma. So it, it starts with focusing with the breath. That's pretty much how any, any meditation is going to begin with the breath. They use mantras when doing calming meditation. So you can you can use a mon- mantra like um zum lum on I'm about to share my age a little bit, but on what's love got to do with it, Tina Turner was doing a mantra num yo ho range gyo, num yo ho range gyo. That's a mantra and it helps just calm you. There are different vibrations that you will cre- create with your mouth when saying those words that help calm and center you. So mantras are really good with, with calming meditation. I can't keep up with the, the mantras personally because I will forget the words during the meditation. So it's really kind of counterproductive for me, but it has been very helpful in a lot of people's uh, lives. So what may not work for me may work great for y'all. So mantra meditation is an option for calming and body scan. What we just did body scan is really good because you can notice where you hold stress or worry or, anticipation or joy you'll you'll notice where you're holding those in your body and sometimes it'll make you more aware of oh that's why my neck hurt because I I hold a lot of stress in my 
and my neck and my upper back. So body scans are really good for that. And it helps just calm you because as you're noticing it, and I'm sure you experienced it just, just a minute ago, as you're noticing these tensions, you can't help but to try to relax them because we know that the tension is not what we desire in our body. Insight meditation is another form of meditation. It can be helpful to increase compassion and wisdom. Again, start with the breath. Notice your mental and physical sensations. What are your triggers? And hear me out. When you hear triggers, triggers aren't always something bad. A trigger How many times have we been triggered by a memory that has caused us to go into a laughter fit? That is a trigger. Triggers can come in good or bad. So when you hear triggers, don't automatically assume negative because it could be something that triggered you to cry tears of joy or appreciation or to laugh or to to smile or to feel loved. So where what triggers you and where do where does it How does it affect you mentally and physically? What are the sensations? Where does the triggers end up in your body? Like I said, where are they manifesting inside of your body? Where is anger manifesting? Is it manifesting in your eating habits? Is it manifesting in as a headache? I know when I get upset, it's in my, it's in, it gives me a headache. So mine's manifesting my headache in my head. Visualization meditation is another uh, form of meditation. And this is really good for people who want to learn how to manifest. I have used visualization meditation almost daily at one point, And I was quite successful at manifesting exactly what I wanted. And I was I was very good at manifesting exactly what I didn't want and learning how to manifest properly was key for me. Learning that don't even speak about what you don't want because the universe has no way of knowing that you don't want it. It just hears you talking about it. So guess what? It's going to give you more of that. Like, oh, I do not want these. I don't. I, I can't take another bill. Please, God, don't send me another bill. Guess what? All that's been heard is send bill because it doesn't know the words don't, not, no. It just hears your desires, whether you desire to have it or desire not to have it. So, Manifestation can be very amazing. You just got to know how to use it. Visualization meditation. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> another another form of um, vis- visualization meditation is recalling the past. You can sit in meditation and, and decide you want to go back to a particular time, maybe in your childhood, and just, just observe your childhood experience as an outsider and you witness little you and little whoever else is that is in that moment of time that you want to go back to 
You just watch. You don't try to change it. You just observe and you will be surprised in what you notice as an observer and not as a person in the situation. You will notice maybe people's face that you didn't, maybe some sadness or some pain or hurt, or maybe you might see someone there loving and supporting you that you felt like wasn't really there. When you go back in and recall your past as an observer, it allows you the ability to be able to see what you didn't see the first time around. Loving kindness meditation. So we'll do a mom to mom vulnerability moment here. I use this meditation daily. I use this meditation daily. Over 10 years ago, my brother was murdered and the person who murdered him was pretty much close to the family. And I mean, it took a while for me to forgive. And honestly, the only way I could do it was through the loving kindness meditation. I had to go back and sit with myself and find things to become loving and compassionate about when it came to thinking of her. That meant I had to remove her from the horrible incident altogether and just look at her as the child version of herself. And I had to start there because it's it's hard to really dislike or be mad at a kid, right? So you you witness this kid version of, of this person and you think about the dreams they may they must have had or the the trials and tribulations that they must have went through to get them to this point. And you find little things to become loving and compassionate about. You find little pieces to appreciate in that person. And over time, the anger and the hatred goes away and is replaced by love. Now, I cannot honestly tell you guys that I love this this woman. However, I am not angry at her anymore. And it is not something that I do once. I do it daily. As I said before, the the thing is, is you have to forgive. And forgiveness, I've said a time or two, is not for them, it's for you. Think of forgiveness like a poison. You are, are anger or resentment like a poison, not forgiveness. Your unwillingness to forgive is the poison. Imagine holding that and the other person that you're angry with is living life free, free of poison. Imagine if a person 
comes and says, will you forgive me? Why wouldn't you? Because for them to come and ask you for forgiveness, they are on the journey to forgive themselves. They just want your permission to do so. So if they're already forgiving themselves, why are you going to let them beat you to the punch? You forgive and forgive selfishly. Just give forgiveness to everybody because why hold on to that poison and consume that poison when you could forgive and let it go free? Let it run out of you. So for me, I have to forgive her daily because, of course, I hurt daily. I miss my brother daily. So I have to forgive her daily and I do so through the love and kindness meditation. Finding a little bit of compassion helps me to forgive. And and then we tend to refuse to, to forgive because we are not, we haven't forgiven ourselves. So start with yourself, forgive yourself in any situation. That's what I had to do. I had to forgive myself because of course I felt like I could have changed the outcome by doing one or two, three different things, you know, things differently. But at the end of the day, I had to forgive myself so that I could start the journey to forgive her. So forgiveness, sometimes we, it's hard to give, to forgive because we, we haven't forgave the first person that's ourself. And I cannot stress hard enough. Forgiveness is not a one-time thing. It is something that will be done daily. Sometimes for me, it is daily. Reflection meditation is really good. I like to use, oh, sorry. End of vulnerability moment. Sorry, you guys. I've been moved on to uh, reflection meditation. Reflection meditation is really good. You, um, I like to use this at night before bed, especially if I had a busy or stressful day. I like to reflect on it and see what I could have done better, how I could have maybe been a little more patient, given someone a little bit more grace. And then I set a plan for the next day of how I will accomplish what I failed to do the day before. So that's how I use reflective meditation however you can use reflection meditation however you choose to but that's what I like to do yoga meditation you guys this is this is something I have learned to learn to love and love to hate okay yoga pushes you to be able to withstand the pressures of life. Yoga can be used, obviously, for um, working out or fitness. However, yoga truly, truly helps you to endure. When you are in those yoga poses and your body is shaking uncontrollably, that is a sign that you are strengthening your nervous system. You know how you'll say, 
man, that person gets on my last nerves. It's because your nerves has not been strengthened past a certain point in any type of situation. In different situations, your nerves may be able to push a little longer. But when you feel like your nerves are being tested, especially with anger or temper, and I'm telling you this as a a person who I would pop off at any time, okay? I cannot stress that enough. I will pop off at any time. And honestly, by doing yoga, I am now slow to anger. I can't even, I can't believe it. I am now slow to anger. Something, I can feel it inside of me brewing, but somehow I can shake it off and I could never do that before. Research research shows yoga strengthens your nerve system. So the things that you struggle in now and with I'm talking with temper and and patience and th- things of that nature you will sh- you will see after doing yoga that you're you, nobody can get on your last nerve <laughs> because your nerves are so strong and unwavering so yoga meditation I'm definitely a fan of I could probably use it a little bit more for work purposes. <laughs> but other than that, yoga, highly recommended. S- sound bath. That is the singing bowls we use. Although I forgot to ding it be- when we started. But it can be used to create that vibration sound that I was saying you can create with your mouth during m- mantras. It creates the vibration for you using the singing bowls. Singing bowls can help. Well, the vibrations of singing bowls can help you with opening up your chakras, which is another question that was asked. What are chakras? I'm no chakra expert. So you can do chakra meditation as well. And chakra meditation is to help you to unblock chakras. And those, you can do different meditations with colors, stones, singing bowls, yoga. There's a quite a few different ways to do the chakra meditation. So there are seven chakras, main chakras in your body. There are a number of chakras throughout your body, but there are seven main chakras in your body. Chakras is energy that moves throughout your body. If fully open, all chakras can flow freely and nourish your body with stability, love, wisdom, purpose, creativity, self-love, and expression. So we'll start with the chakras from the bottom up. So your your first chakra, your first chakra is the root chakra. It's located at the base of your tailbone and it's associated with the color red. It it affects your your stability, 
family, safety, and security. It associates, not affects. Associate is a better word. It's associated with stability, family, safety, and security. The sacral chakra, sacral, sacral, ooh, that word gets me every time, y'all. So it is located below the navel. It's associated with the color red and it affects your sexuality and creativity. The solar plex is the third chakra. It is located below the chest, associated with the color uh, yellow, excuse me, and it affects your self-esteem, pleasure, willpower, and personal responsibility. The fourth chakra is the heart chakra. It's the center chakra between the higher and lower chakras. It is located in the center of the chest, associated with the color green, and it affects love, self-love, and relationships. The throat chakra, the fifth chakra, is located, it's associated with the color blue, and it is affected, uh, it affects effective communication. And I'm sorry, I don't know if I made it clear. It is located on the neck. It's your neck. The fit, uh, sixth chakra is your third eye chakra. It's located between your eyes. It's associated with the color purple. And it affects your intuition. And lastly, your crown chakra, your seventh chakra, located at the top of your head, associated with the color violet. And it, 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 is, it affects your state of um, consciousness and your connection with the divine. So how do you know when these chakras are blocked? The root chakra, signs that the root chakra is blocked is going to be anxiety and fears. If you're having, it, how it manifests in your body will be issues with your feet, knees, legs, rectum, tailbone, and immune system. These are how a block chakra manifests itself physically inside of your body. Emotionally, how does it affect you? It makes you feel like you don't have enough money or you need more. You're, you're never satisfied with your home or living arrangements. And you're never satisfied. You don't feel like you're, you have enough food. Maybe you overeat or you don't you don't want a lot of food, maybe. So those are how they manifest emotionally. Your sixth chakra, I'm not even gonna try it, child. It's the sixth chakra. Um it signs that that chakra is blocked are gonna be lack of creativity, withholding intimacy, and emotional isolation. How this physically manifests itself inside of your body? Sexual dysfunction, problems with sexual reproduction, urinary problems, kidney dysfunction, hip, hips, pelvis, and lower back pain. Emotionally, it manifests 
into you not knowing how to have fun or the ability to have fun, the inability to be creative and the uh, uh, low desire sexually. Solar plex, signs that this chakra is blocked or low self-esteem, control, manipulation, and misuse of power. It manifests itself physically with digestive system issues, liver issues, fatigue, high blood pressure, diabetes, stomach ulcers, pancreas, gallbladder, and colon issues. And emotionally, it manifests itself into low self-esteem or disconnected uh, self-esteem, an inner bully, fear of rejection, criticism, and disregard to physical appearance. The heart chakra, you would know it's blocked by signs of depression, difficulty in relationships, and lack of self-discipline. It manifests physically with asthma, heart disease, lungs, upper back and shoulders problems. Emotionally, it manifests, and listen up moms, over-loving to the point of suffocation, over-loving your children way too much, not letting them be able to be themselves because you love them too much for them to be themselves. Over-loving over to the point of suffocation, that's how it's showing up emotionally. So if you're not having those um, health problems I just mentioned, you could be actually experiencing emotionally. Another uh, emotionally is jealousy, abandonment, anger, bitterness, and fear of loneliness. Your heart chakra is blocked if you're feeling that way emotionally. The throat chakra, signs that that is blocked. Shyness, withdrawn, arrogance, or anxiety. Physically, it will manifest as thyroids, throat, sore throats, laryngitis, ear infections, ulcers, neck and shoulder pains, and any facial problems. Emotionally, it manifests as expressing yourself through um, a disconnect with expressing yourself through communication, fear of no power or no choice, and being out of control. Your third eye, signs of blockage are going to be lack of direction or sense of clarity. Physically, it will manifest as headaches, blurred vision, sinuses, eye strain, seizures, hearing loss, and hormones. Emotionally emotional manifestations are going to be moodiness, unable to self-reflect, inability to look at your fears or to learn from others. Your crown chakra is blocked if you're if you're exhibiting signs of disregard to what's sacred, cynicism, closed-minded or dis disconnected from the spirit. And 
let me go back to disregard disregard to what is sacred. We are all sacred because we are all of God. So if someone is, if you are that someone rather, and you are being disrespectful to someone else, you are disregarding what is sacred. So those are little signs that we might miss because we're, we're, we don't really honor each other the way we should. Littering, that's disregard to something sacred. Our, our world is a sacred place and littering is a disregard to that. So be aware of how you could be causing your own blockages so that you can unblock them, get them unblocked. Physically, they are manifested by uh, through depression, inability to learn, sensitivity to light, sound, or environment. Signs that your crown chakra is blocked. Emotionally, manifestations is our self-knowledge and greater power. power. So you'll be disconnected from self-knowledge and your greater power. So we don't want that because we have so much power within us and we'll get into all that at another time. Another question that was asked was about spirituality. Spirituality is your knowing that there is something more to life than, than what you see on the surface and your connection to it. To grow into your spirituality, you should have a spiritual practice. Just like with religions who practice their religions at services, meeting halls or mass, spirituality must be practiced to grow deeper understanding and connection. Spirituality practices or can be yoga, meditation, service to to the community and service, not you work at McDonald's, although you are serving your community, service to your community is giving to people who can't afford to give you anything back but a thank you. Service to your community. Kindness is a spiritual practice. Prayer is a spiritual practice. Silence. Be still and know. You can find out so much through silence and just receiving all of your answers that you've ever asked through silence. Another question was asked about consciousness. Consciousness is your individual awareness of internal and external happenings. Looking into the crowd and not seeing the crowd, but each person for who they are. One smiling face, one distracted face, one angry face, and accepting each person as their own with their own feelings, experiences, and fears together, creating the crowd. Consciousness is being able to see the details of the crowd and not just the crowd. In conclusion, we're going to wrap it up, y'all. I know this got long, and thank you so much for staying with me. 
I am so proud of each person listening because you are on the path of becoming a better version of yourself. You have not given up and you are standing in the arena with me and with others who are listening and you haven't given up. You are stronger than you realize. Remember to honor your past, but water your future. Tips for moving forward. Meditation is medicine. Find a spiritual practice and add to add it to your day. Listen to your body. Research more on chakras. Find out how to say that word for me. Let me know how to say it correctly on, on one of our social media platforms. And remember to breathe properly. Thank y'all so much. I love y'all. Goodbye. My mission for We Are The Village is to strengthen familyhoods by motivating growth, healing, support, love, and community. Learning to become slow to anger, teaching self-respect, acceptance, financial literacy, and unconditional love through actions of reparenting, self-parenting, and single-parenting. Building a village leading in mindfulness and awareness, remembering that children are still people, parenting consciously, allowing for healthy communication, where reaching out to others is the norm. Nourishing education on forgiveness, addiction, ego, judgment, karma, investments, PTSD, taxes, the inner bully, depression, and the coping tools to overcome them all. We Are the Village is a safe place where specifically teen moms, however, single moms and dads of all ages can receive and give motivation, ask parenting and life questions, gain knowledge, mentorships, stress management, coping tools, parenting knowledge, and more. It takes a village to raise a child. We are the village. I'll talk to you soon. I hope you were inspired to join the village. If so, We Are The Village is a community serving Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and streaming everywhere you listen to your podcast. So like and join The Village and share us with someone you know. Until next time, bye.